0: okay it's sunday night and this is the X's podcast we're back at you again with a lineup of fun things to talk about so did you hear i'm selling my dj equipment did you see that yeah i saw that i was trying to see what the price was but someone didn't post it yeah because i'm not a dummy everybody
1: i i saw tevin was interested
0: yeah i just sent him a message um it looks like he's gonna buy it we'll see God, he's always buying stuff he don't need ain't gonna do nothing with it well the thing is like it's a good it's a good little setup it still works like the cd pl- player in it is obsolete you don't need it because it the, when i was running around gigging with it last i was using a laptop straight into mm-hmm. the there's no reason to 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 use the CD player really but it's a good it's a good little piece of equipment it's a piece of history really it's like it's it's like Cambridge Ohio history in a way because it's the equipment that I used at the club at the house and uh it's kind of crazy that it still works as well as it does but um it's just been kind of sitting around for a long time collecting dust so all right. All right. So, first up, are you soft for being friends with your girl? Let's, let's, this guy has popped up sort of like Andrew Tate did out of nowhere. He's gained a lot of popularity on TikTok and he has some pretty controversial views
2: in my book if you like banter with a woman you're soft you're a soft man in my book in my book in your book maybe not in my book you are and she knows it even your girl even your main girl you gotta be careful not to like be too friendly with her i mean why do you want to be friends with her like that i mean another another topic ltr coming back november 15th there's a friendly component to a relationship there should be a friendly component but the two of you should not be friends there's a difference between having a friendly dynamic meaning that there is some laughter there's some humor Within reason, you have the masculine humor, Humor. she has the feminine humor, and together it, it works. Okay?
0: So being friends with your woman makes you soft, Ikea? This is why everybody doesn't need a microphone. It's stuff like
1: this. That's right. the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. First of all, the person that you're in love with, they, you better be able to be, they are gonna be your friend. They're gonna be like, become your best exactly. friend. Exactly. Yeah, I'm so sick and tired of these closet relationship gurus without the credentials that sit up and tell people this stuff. And then they wonder why, like, you have like CNN reporting on like the scarcity of relationships and the dysfunction because they are creating it. That needs to become a law. If you get online and create dysfunctional relationships with your fake advice and you don't even have a credential, like you should like literally be breaking a law. (laughs) They need to do that.
0: It's a, such a bozo thing to say. He's like, you know, first of all, he's saying you shouldn't be friends with women, period. Right. You know, he's like saying you, you, you shouldn't be, oh, what do you say, banter back and forth with women. Like that's not like you're some like like you're soft because you you, you talk to women. It's it's this most ridiculous thing that I've ever heard in my life. And the funny thing about it is like if you, all it takes is a couple like swipes on his TikTok page mm-hmm. and boom there's a video of him bantering with a woman. Like, come on, bro. Like you're you're going to say that it's, you know, if you're friendly with women it makes you soft, but then you're going to you you're, you're going to be a hypocrite by publishing videos of yourself being friendly with women like what a, what an idiot it's i mean it's a bozo it's a bozo video that's what it is. some dude, of these people wow.
1: it's like they're almost saying that you should be dating a masculine energy Right. Because when you're dating a woman, you're going to get the feminine energy. It's it's yin and yang at this point. Come on out like common sense. That's why I said some people do not need microphones or at least they can have a microphone. Just don't give them Internet access. Literally, yeah. like someone needs to like interfere with their connection and disrupt the lives so that no one can sit up and listen to that. Because it, whoever believed it, I, what were the comments looking like on that video?
0: Oh, they were saying the same thing you and I were. This is not this is not it, dude. This is not like there were some guys that are into this kind of content that were like, you're usually dead on, but you're wrong about this one, man. Like they do that to everybody that they like. They say, I got to disagree with you on this one. But any
1: other time I agree with you. Yeah, (laughs) Like
0: for me, the best relationships, the ones that last the longest, the people that I know that have been successful at this. They're all friends. Like, my parents are a good example. 30 plus years been together. They're friendly with each other. They're friends first. When you look at the the, the couples that last 50 years, I was fortunate enough uh, at one point to see um, Wayne's mom and, and dad have their 50th wedding anniversary. They did like, um, I forget what you call that, but they like got remarried rededicated themselves you renewed know. their vows yeah. yeah and it was like this whole event whatever but but i was fortunate enough to grow up around them and see them interact with one another and it's like they were friends they were like best friends and that's how you know you have longevity in a relationship when, right, that's- when you wake up every day and you feel like you're with a buddy a friend right and then it goes into the goals and the objectives that you set with each other as well like in my mind it's it's a friendship and, and it's a partnership you're you're looking at life and you're trying to defeat life together so we need to have shared goals shared objectives um you know and that's not to say that you lose your independence again and I'm kind of repeating myself, but you don't lose your independence. You can still have your own personal goals. It's just we have goals and we help each other achieve them. Right. And in order for that to work the way that it's supposed to work, I kind of feel like it's helpful to be friendly.
1: <laughs> well, and that and then it, it's it falls in the category of intimacy. Right. Because people think intimacy is like intercourse and it's not. But that's one of the reasons that. Yeah men right now are literally having a major struggle with finding a mate in life. And why they just did that recent study is because they do not know how to give a woman intimacy. And that's what women crave. Women crave intimacy. And so they don't know how to do that because listening to people like this is the reason why they're going to be by themselves with the cats and The woman, I don't know. It's going to be choice for her. But with them, because of that reason right there, like a woman craves intimacy and a man should also crave intimacy, too, because you have to have a craving for it one way or the other. If you're going to be with a woman like that just only makes sense. And then they should be your best friend in like every aspect of your life. If they are, you know, if you guys are one, that's what it's going to be like. There's just no right. You can't get around So it it has to make sense. And that guy there is just looking to go viral and he's looking for his 15 minutes. Well, five minutes. He's, he's looking for his five minutes of fame. It's not going to last.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he's got some kind of hustle because his he's got a whole design set and a whole look. And um, yeah, he's, he's on the internet now and he's, gain notoriety pretty quick he, he he's gained followers pretty quickly. But yeah, I mean it's bro culture. That's what he is. That's what he's speaking. He's speaking a lot of bro culture. I don't think he's looking at it from a a, a true, you know, study interpersonal relationships kind of way. Um he's he's just regurgitating this masculine, feminine mm-hmm. rap that we're hearing everybody's talk about right now and hey i'm not saying that there's not some truth in in the masculine feminine thing but but come on we all know that there are so many unique relationships that don't fit that you know that masculine feminine you know i'm the man you're the wife like and it's because they have defined roles they're not traditional roles but they're well-defined roles They're couples that got together, sat down and said, I'm going to do this and you're going to do that. And I'm good at this and you're good at that. And it works. It works for them. It's not what this guy would say is the right way, um, but it works. And what's what's the alternative to friendly? Uh, (laughs) Adversarial. It's it's adversarial. That's what it is. Well, alternative. If you're not being friendly, then you're being adversarial, right? Well, I would pick another word, but
1: <laughs> what would you we can't say. Oh. But I'm pretty sure if you could guess. But I'm just saying, like that. That to me is it's the opposite of nice. So, what is the opposite of nice? Yeah, a couple words that you could probably. Yeah, is. Use, but is. I'm right. saying that. Yeah, and 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 that's why it, it just goes back again. Like these people need to do some research nothing that he sat up there and said can literally be proven like it it can't even it it can be fact checked to be wrong but it can't be proven he has no data to back up what he was saying nothing up there made absolutely any sense and any licensed life coach relationship coach would sit up there and quickly probably interject and say everything that he's sitting up here saying is completely false
0: you know Uh, and feel like he's soft honestly i do I feel like he's soft. I feel like if I seen him walking down the street, he would not intimidate me in the slightest. Right. I would see a guy like him and I would I'd think you're you're a punk. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, it's, that's just how I see it. Like, there's nothing intimidating about him. So I don't know where he gets off with this. Don't be friendly with your woman. It's TikTok. Well, I do think that you're on to something when you say it's clickbait.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, because a lot of the stuff that he is saying is regurgitated nonsense that we've heard a billion times. And that's not very interesting if you've heard it over and over and over again. But this particular take, right? This particular take, you're soft if you're friends, if you're friendly with your woman or friendly with women, that's a different take than what we're used to hearing. And it kind of fits that narrative that he wants to spin out there. Right. So it's, I do. I, I think it's a clickbaity video. I think most of his stuff is, honestly. I don't think he's really trying to offer information to people that's helpful. Like, that's the difficult thing is like you're pitching you're, yourself you're as just a
1: coach. Trying to turn. Yeah,
0: and and but that's the
1: thing. You can show where you've been. You got your certification, and that they literally give you that when you become a life coach or anything else. It's a training that you go to, and at this particular point, most of those people who say that, but they cannot like even tell you when they got certified in or anything. You might as well just go and say you're pulling it out of the clouds. But it's becoming a hustle. These conversations are becoming a hustle, but these hustles are not, there's no longevity in them. Everybody is thinking they're going to get like this two years of everyone's going to know you type thing like the Kevin Samuels I mean, or or the Tate Andrews type of thing. And the thing about it is, is you're not realizing how detrimental they were. It's now people are seeing it and like they're complaining about it because no one wants to hear it. Except for those group of people who struggle to find mates keep a relationship, get someone that actually wants them for them. That's the thing about it. And I don't know. It's just so stupid. I'm so tired of hearing how people sit up there telling men how to be with women. And then most of them in the comments are single, but they'll swear they have someone. It's like, listen, dude, if you have a wife or a girlfriend, like you say you do, but you're sitting up here on the internet under a man's chat box, talking about women, you don't have a woman because ain't no woman who's got a man or the same with a woman. It's like, you can't sit up here and say you got a man, but you sitting up here on another man's chat listening to him, tell you about how you're average at best. Like, girl, please
0: stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It is, fun. <laughs> yes. it is. It is a bit of a hustle, but it, it, and again, it's a lot of the, the, the audience that he's speaking to is an audience that needs to change, but doesn't want to change.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And, and I go back to, to real advice. The life coach thing is a valid point. There are a lot of, there is no like license for light, life, life, life coaching. And it's important for people to understand that when someone says that they're a life coach, all that that means is that they've went through a program that someone established Mm -hmm. and there's a certificate at the end of that program that says you've went through it, right? But you and I could tomorrow come up with a three-hour life coach certification. We could tell people... If you want to call yourself a certified life coach, all you got to do is pay me and Ikea $20 and watch our three hour video, and you'll get our certified life coach certificate. Don't
1: forget you have like a five, 10 question questionnaire at the end. And if you You, pass it, you really don't need
0: that though. Like, you that's what I'm I'm trying to say it's that easy to call yourself a life coach, like, or, or even a certified. You don't even. You don't even need a certification to call yourself it, right? But mm-hmm. if you are going to call yourself a life coach, then you should have some sort of certification. But then again, you got to look at the certifications that are out there, and you got to really, you you got to really put them under a microscope and ask yourself: Is this a person that that is really knowledgeable on the things that they're preaching? Like, yeah. So, all right, the next topic that we have and hopefully some of the people watching will join the conversation in the comments hit the hit the comments and tell us what your thoughts are on these topics next one working a lot of hours and trying to establish joint custody let's go you know what really bothers me is people that want 50 50 in their divorce but their job doesn't even come close to allowing it. If you have to be at work at 6 a.m., you think your
2: children need to be waking up at five to be delivered somewhere because no daycare is gonna be open at five in the morning. So you're gonna probably take them back over to the other house. Why can't those children just sleep and have a normal
0: evening and a normal wake up time? Your job doesn't allow 50-50,
1: especially when you work till seven o'clock at night and you have elementary children. Come on, apply some logic, please. Please, please, please.
0: All right. Working a lot of hours exclude you from getting joint custody. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, That part there, I would say, it would just depend. Are they in the same city? Like, and, and when I say that, because, you know, like you have some small towns and you got a town outside, like for instance, Cambridge Bidesville, right? But, and it's like the distance between their school and your house. Right. Like during school time. Now, in the summer, I wouldn't see an issue with that. It's summertime. But by the time August rolls around, you need to kind of be back with the primary parent because, yeah, like the distance between your your house and their school and then whatever else you got to do in right. the morning during the commute, I think that does make an impact on the child. And then, yeah, if they have to lose an hour of sleep, then it is better to just establish, like, Uh, on the weekends. Okay. But during the week, I think they need to have a stable environment as far as their school and stuff goes. So I can understand that to an extent, like that would make sense. But now if you live out of town, then clearly like 50, 50 is just not in the cards for you. You live out of town.
0: I'm a big fan of joint custody, big fan of 50, 50, Uh, you know, because, like I just feel like it gives both parents the opportunity to go out into the world and earn on their own terms, it gives them enough space and time to develop as a human being and person. Mm-hmm. And when you have full custody of children, it becomes significantly more difficult to develop, right, to develop a career, to develop a, a, a earning potential, all of these things. So I just want to get that out of the way. I believe when joint custody is possible, it should be the default, right? If you have two people that had a child and they split, right? I don't believe in this. The one person is the default caretaker. I think that we should default to joint custody. And then we should look at if joint custody doesn't work, what are those reasons and why and to your point right distance to the school would be a valid point i think the parents working hours is also a valid point for why it may not work if this feels very much to me like somebody's trying really hard to get out of paying child support right in 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 the case where they can probably afford it if you're working overtime you're making really good money, right? Why are you so against supporting your children? Why are you fighting tooth and nail, right, to avoid paying some support? It, it, it's a little frustrating to me. It is. It yeah, just,
1: because, I mean, that just comes with it. That's the probability, even if you get married. That's a probability that at some point that could happen for either parent if they tend to not work out. You know, and I think people just have to learn to be more realistic. Like their life is not a fairy tale. Everybody doesn't get the happily ever afters with the same person they started life with. Like that is just one of the things that happened over here in America. And it's like the more people complain about it, it's like it's not going anywhere. They done already implemented this situation. You know, it's it's just not going anywhere. So the best thing to do is do what is best for the child, not for your ego. And that's mostly what it is. It's an ego driven conversation. With this child support and 50-50 thing for the most part. And usually it's the person that doesn't agree with the one that's more than likely to have to come out of their pocket for something. And I just think that why make the child suffer just because you already knew it was a possibility when you went into the relationship and y'all decided to have kids. rather you were married or you weren't because it doesn't protect you from not having to do that in case y'all split that's just a part of life. There's going to be things we don't like and there's going to be things that we do like, but you have to take the good with the bad and you just have to accept it and keep on going and just do the best that you can for the child. Like the important thing is being there for the child. That's the important thing here is making sure that regardless of the household situation, the child support situation, however you feel about your ex-partner, that it does not affect the child's everyday life. Because I think sometimes they tend to forget that their anger at each other that throwing the blame back and forth, and the child is like the innocent one in the middle, and it affects them, it affects sure. their self esteem. They take that stuff to school, you know, because you know, they a child that has both parents, and that one parent's gone now, believe it or not, it affects the child. Oh, and yeah, sometimes God. the kid takes it worse and like they hate it. So when they're going back and forth from one house to the other, it makes them feel away the because they're used to seeing their parents. Well,
0: this. you know, the thing is her example here is a great example of why joint custody may not work, right? Like, mm-hmm. if if your job or situation at home is such that, you know, during your week on, you have to take the kid and drop them off at the other parent's house just so the child can get to school on time, joint custody is probably not in the cards for you. Now, however, I do think – That you can create an environment in your household that may not include you right in the morning. Right. If you could find somebody like if you have a mother or a sister or a brother or some other support system that can kind of step up to the plate during your week so that this child can sleep in like they're supposed to get up and go to school with a regular routine, there's nothing wrong with that, right? And so I don't think, back to the actual question that we were posing here, should we exclude people who work a lot from joint custody? I don't think that we can That we can say that. I don't think that we should say that. I I, I don't think it's fair to say, well, you work 60 or 70 hours a week. That's too much to have joint custody. So, uh, you know, just forget about it. I think we have to look at these things on an individual case-by-case basis because one person working 60 or 70 hours might have a household that looks drastically different than someone else that works the same amount of hours. And in one household may be perfectly fine for joint custody. And there may be a way to figure out a routine. But if it's a parent that you can't get your child to school and from school during your time in a joint custody agreement, then you don't belong in a joint custody agreement. You need to just go ahead and pay your child support and be thankful that the other parents in a position and you have the peace of mind of knowing that your child's being taken care of. I don't think enough people realize how important that last part is. The Mm -hmm. peace of mind part, right? As a single dad, I can tell you, peace of mind, knowing that when your child is with the other parent, that they're well taken care of, well loved, protected and provided for, I can't, I can't under state how important that is because a lot of parents don't have that kind of co-parent where you have that peace of mind right and I'm of like the mindset I've said for a long time like if the roles were reversed and my children's mother had custody of the children you know uh, would I be okay paying child support and in my mind it goes back to that peace of mind thing Absolutely. I would pay child support if it come with the peace of mind of knowing that I can go out and go to work every day and focus on my career and focus on what I do, right, to provide for the child, along with having the peace of mind that that they're being taken care of. They're being educated properly. They're being loved and nurtured. They have the right Social engagement, correct, yeah, extra career, all of these things are accounted for, right? The problem I've always had at a on a personal level is that peace of mind part. I, I mean, I could a lot of times I could barely send the kids over there for a weekend without having to get up in the middle of the night and go get them because something happened, right? So listen, if you're out there and you and you're listening to this, I hope you understand. That if you have a co-parent that gives you the peace of mind, if you have a co-parent that is stable with your child and is able to provide for them and care for them, that is so worth the child support. It is so worth it. If you have, if the mother of your children is a good mother, she's a Mm -hmm. good mother that loves and cares for your child. That is worth the child support because I'm telling you this full custody stuff is not what you think it is, bro. It is not. It is a hard knock life as a single parent, especially as a, as a guy, right? It, it, it's just, it's, it's a difficult life to live. So, you know, if you're in one of these and, and like you said, it's breakups and, and, Co-parenting, this is becoming more and more part of everybody's day-to-day lives. We're seeing less and less families, less and less people that are staying together, right? More people that are having children are breaking up and and living in different households. That means more step-parents. That means, you know, less marriages, all of these things. This This is the world today. Exactly. joint custody agreements are the world today so just just appreciate it if you got it that's that's uh and that's then that let's stop
1: making it like everyone's child support is the same as the next person's like it is different for everybody like you have some people who literally sit up on the internet and tell their business and they're complaining about they pay this much Always understand this. What amount you pay, trust and believe there is a father out there that is paying more than you. Be happy with the amount that you got because it could be worse. But I just think people just some stuff you just got to leave out the Internet and not make it the world's business because it's not going to change anything. Like no one on the Internet is going to be able to help your situation unless they're like a child support attorney or something most of the people that's listening they're not going to change your situation so what's the point just keep it to yourself and just pay your child support like you pay your rent and everything else on time and then just leave it at that
0: yeah fair enough I, you know i think a lot of people are unfamiliar with the process though they are and you're right it's a case-by-case basis uh the way that child support is determined it it is sort of like a percentage right and it is like kind of across the board but how they come to that percentage it it is it goes through the attorneys so in a in a in a you know shared parenting or joint custody agreement what they do is one attorney will run the numbers uh mm-hmm. with the child support calculator as they call it The other attorney will run the numbers with the child support calculator. Both of those outcomes are then looked at by the judge and negotiated between both attorneys until they can come to an agreement on the middle, right? Like you have your, what you think it should be. I have what I think it should be. And then the court's job is to bridge the gap and figure out what the right number is. But I mean, and so that's... A lot of why a parent going into one of these battles, having an attorney versus a parent that doesn't have an attorney, right? Having the attorney gives you a huge competitive edge, huge competitive edge. Yep. All right. Next topic. Okay. Do good looking women get special treatment at work?
1: sales job right and when I worked in that sales job I was at a big like corporate company and I feel like I got special treatment because I was a woman and most of the guys and
2: I was the only girl in the office and most of the guys would agree because like people were more willing to help you when you're a young woman I Mm -hmm. in my experience
0: I can't speak to your personal experience Mm -hmm. but so this is something that I hear a lot Mm -hmm. when women are succeeding in certain types of environments they do get special treatment but all of those women's careers have a time limit on them which is until a manager or boss tries to Mm -hmm. and when they say no they're basically Mm -hmm. job this is a story that I hear time and time and time and time and time again do you think this happens ever?
2: Quite often the yes. boss loses his
0: job. No, absolutely every not. Time absolutely, every time harassment. this story goes public, but you don't hear the story that goes public. I've heard this from almost every single woman working in entertainment and working at any industry peripheral to this, that if you're a moderately attractive woman working, yeah, like you're working, you might be succeeding, but you never know if you're actually succeeding based on the merits of your work or it's because somebody wants you. All right, there it is. The good looking women get preference, Ikea.
1: They do. And it's even sometimes it's unwanted preference, but it happens. And what he said, he wasn't lying. And most of the time, because that extra attention you're getting is because, yeah, the person who's over you, that tends to, quote unquote, be a guy. They like you. But as soon Mm -hmm. as you deny them access, oh, they take it out on you at the workplace. That's exactly what they do. So, like, I know a girl, she started somewhere and literally in a week this supervisor wanted her to start training for a supervisor position and he did it because he liked her and he was hoping you know he was going to get a phone number all this other stuff right soon as she let him know like you know i'm like dating someone like i'm not and then we work together that's not what i'm trying to do guess what happened to the promotion that's sad never happened but i've also experienced it too like literally people will think because that so what she said is good looking. I'm not even going to equate to good looking because beauty is an eyes of the beholder. I what may look good to you may not look good to the next person. We understand that. So uh, I won't use that the look department as the advantage. But I'm saying when someone has an agenda that is not professional, because if your agenda tends to be sexual towards your co-worker or the person that you are above yeah it's not professional but when you don't get access to that person and you start being even more unprofessional you don't deserve the title that you have i feel you should get fired but that's what they do and then they'll try to deny it right but it's like common sense the way you were just acting before you got the big no is is not is not how you're acting now and so because of that They try to stop you and make you become stagnant in the workplace as long as they're holding that position and they cannot pull you up. Like if it's up to them, you can't go anywhere because, oh, if you would have just gave me access, I would have done that. But see, that's the thing about it. So now it makes it harder to determine. Yes. Is it your skills that got you there or is it because someone had an agenda and they wanted to put you there? So that's why I tell women use discernment when working with men, because, yes, we are in a time where women are not in the house anymore. They are out there. Yes, there is still male dominated fields. But if you use your discernment, you will understand if what you're doing, uh, particularly with your skills and you're doing a great job at work. is really pulling you up the ladder or if someone has an agenda. So you have to kind of mm-hmm. watch that. Like the person who has the ability to give you that promotion, that's the one you want to pay attention to. But pay attention to their moves. How are yeah. they treating you versus other people who may be competing for that position yeah. that you want?
0: Yeah, it's it's totally inappropriate in a posi- position of power. And it's specifically, specifically inappropriate when you have hiring and firing powers, right? Mm -hmm. When you are given the duty to hire, fire, and promote with that duty, with with that responsibility, I should say, comes a special type of duty. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing I just want to say, because it gets on my nerves, This, this clip, this guy rattled off. I swear he rattled off the F word six times in 30 seconds. And I'm just wondering, like he's talking about professionalism in the workplace while he's, I mean, like, is it just me or like, do people have a hard time articulating what they want to say without the F word anymore? How
1: people speak, and then it. he doesn't
0: work in corporate world. That guy just, literally has his own it's platform. Not about, it's not about corporate world. For me, it's about civility, and it's just like to me, it's a crutch, and it's just it's it's a nasty word, and to use it, it overuse it. And don't get me wrong, I'm I'm not above saying curse words, but there's come on, like anyways it's entertainment you can't take it too
1: serious it's on youtube so
0: that's right. <laughs> like, on 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 the guy in the, in his language but but i i just you know as far as the, the the topic i i i completely have you ever seen the show mad men it's very much about how how that was the the working environment or culture all through the 50s 60s and 70s what you're explaining for women right and uh, it's a really good show, but but I gotta tell you that this isn't just a, a a woman thing. I I think that men deal with this a lot more than people want to acknowledge. Okay, particularly in the preference part. If you're a good-looking guy, I think you're probably—I'll just say—person, man or woman. If you're good-looking. I feel like you're more inclined to get hired and subsequently promoted if it comes along with the right talent, right? So do looks play a part in promotion? They absolutely do. All you got to do is look at like corporate America, right? And that's not to say that someone not traditionally attractive can't climb the ladder. Certainly they can, and there's many examples of it. I'm just saying from from my vantage, when we're, when we're asking the question, do good-looking women get special treatment at work? I think they do. I think that they have challenges like you've outlined, but I think that good-looking people in general get some preference at work. I think that that's just mm-hmm. a, a reality. And I do not think that the things that you – the grievances of women – in the workplace i don't think that they're exclusive to women i can speak to and for myself here having worked under the last seven or eight managers that i have had were women and if you think they were above flirting with me you you've got something else coming because i can promise you they weren't above flirting with me, even though they had the ability to hire, promote, and fire me, it, it didn't matter. Right. I think maybe where the difference is here is the sort of once they're turned down, their reaction to that rejection. I think men are far more inclined to hold a grudge, are more inclined, like you said, to act as an obstacle to your success. Right. They, they begin to maneuver in ways that they shouldn't professionally, whereas, at least in my case, the, the kind of casual flirting um, that I experienced from a, a superior, um, it was friendly. And I honestly didn't take it like it was serious. And I certainly didn't feel like she really felt like that was a opportunity that she would ever get right um and i didn't really feel like after i kind of you know said you know that's not you know whatever i didn't really feel like there was a revenge or i don't know the right words not coming to me right now but you know i didn't really feel like i was going to be punished as a result of not deciding to go out with this woman or entertain her in that way
1: yeah but see that'd be that's the difference between the male and the female though but that's why a smart woman would be very strategic about it see you catch them and make sure you can prove exactly what they did so that's what i because i mean i am <laughs> I am not above like getting someone removed if I feel like it relates to sexual harassment or all oh, you thought, because if I do this, then you'll do that. I busted. Please write that down. Matter of fact, here is my number. Text yeah. it to me. Right. So when I go well, to HR and, and make my complaint, I got it on paper. So it's not hearsay. So we don't know who to believe. Nope. Here you go right here. It's, it's in part black part. and white. Yep. yep. And that's exactly how, cause I feel like this, you can call it what you want. You know, because some people say, well, why are you snitching at the workplace? But well, guess what? If you wanted to keep your job and you cared about it as much as you did, you would have came a little bit more professional and you would have left it. that outside of the workplace. Because the same way how they tell you to check your attitude at the door before you come in is the same way how you need to check that particular situation. shouldn't. First of all, when you come to work, you shouldn't even think about hooking up. These are people you work with. The same reason yeah. why I said you don't make personal relationships with people you work with because those people can take that same information that you feed to them and use it against you or it can just create a bunch of problems like it happens every single day and when you're hearing about well you know we work together like how did y'all become friends and this always goes back to saying oh i'm mad at the job and you just instantly like made this part you shouldn't be calling these people your friends
2: yeah. Yes, they're uh, your
1: coworkers. That's what they are. Your coworkers. I deal with you for a set amount of hours. When that my time is up, I go home. I'm not thinking about you, and you shouldn't be thinking about me. See you tomorrow, though. Like that's where I leave it. Uh, I do not form a lot of because a lot of people are not going to go in the direction that you're going, and so you can't take everybody with you or try to befriend every person in your path at any job that you get. Everyone's well, not going that, where you're
0: going. I th- I think that you 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 got to be personable though. See, but
1: not in, not too interpersonal to where you're going into. Like, I don't owe anyone my life at the job. Like, I don't have no, to tell you right. that. But, but that's what listen, I mean, what I'm saying about people who claim these people are friends and they start doing it. You don't never do that because you don't know anyone's motive. You don't you're not in their head. And envy is a real thing that even floats in the workplace, mm-hmm. right? So that's the thing about it. Like people can see you, your energy. It could be very high vibrational and they're kind of like not, and they might not like that, but they're. Being you the know, snake, they want to get close here's to the get information, in here's the and thing. then it floats here's, out of the way.
0: Here's where you need balance, okay? Because while you know, you're saying, I don't
1: believe in it. Listen, 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 I'm sorry, but You can't convince me on that one. I've been there, done that. I ain't going listen, back to Listen,
0: it. you you think I'm arguing with you, but I'm not.
1: No, I'm not arguing with you. I'm well, saying, I'm I mean, saying, personally, listen, in my opinion, I'm I saying do that it. there
0: has to be a balance because. There's a whole generation, which you just pointed out a few weeks ago, a whole generation of millennials out there that are are coming. And not just millennials. The what is that? Gen Z coming up behind them where they don't want to work for companies that don't quote unquote care about them. They but just,
1: not in a friend, that's not so, your family. See, so you're confusing no, what you, I'm saying. You not get out what I want to say, uh, I know, but what you're I'm saying, the direction, me, you're not, you're I, right? But you, you were interjecting when I was talking yeah. as well. So, what I'm saying is, what well, you're about to twist my words right now, and what you're about to say, and I no, see the direction. What I'm saying is, there was, there was a difference in what I was explaining. I'm so, what you're trying to compare is not the same thing, that's totally different.
0: What I'm trying trying to say to you, you, as someone that has employees that deals with employees, I need them to know that I do care, but not on a family level. You're not. That's not even your job. I like to know how many kids they have if they want to tell me that. I like to know. But it doesn't affect the work work if they want 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 to tell me that. that, right? And and I think that when you're working alongside people, sometimes you're with these people more than you are your family, right? Um. (laughs) one of the guys that i work with i i I, when we go out of town i stay in hotels with them right Uh, friendships are bound to happen at work given you form them outside the professional given the the nature of some of the some of the kind of works that the that that is required right like not every place is going to have a working environment where i can just do my work and just not care about people like in a perfect world, maybe, but that's not the world we live in. But to to the point, right, I think that we're both in agreement when it comes to superiors and how they need to behave when it comes to, you know, there there's personable and, you know, uh, crafting friendships, me making sure you know that I want what's best for you. I want you to have. Uh, the job that you want. And then I want you to have a a quality of life that you want, right? There's that. And then there's crossing the line, right? There's me, you know, or any superior engaging you in a way that makes you uncomfortable, right? That's just completely unprofessional. I don't even wear cologne to work. I don't, I don't even spray cologne on because I just don't think that I just don't think it's the appropriate place to to smell like cologne, right? Like, I I don't go to work stinking, but I'm not there to impress anybody in that way, right? And so I think that there's a balance there. I think you need to be personable.
1: But that would be your personal opinion, though, because you can't speak for everyone's experience in the workplace and why some people may say that. And then there's evidence of you being able to go and see why I go to work, look to make best friends with people that you work with. When you know that there is a ladder that can be climbed in the job, do you think you're the only person that wants to go up that ladder or is everyone on the same level as you wanting to get up that ladder? So when you're thinking about you trying to elevate, the last thing you need to be thinking about is how many best friends can I make in this workplace? My focus is on elevation And I look at it, I have my outside life to think and worry about that. Like, this is not the the one-stop place for friends. We are here, and technically, if you think about it, in the workplace, it is competition. When there is a ladder that can be climbed.
2: And so yeah,
1: I just don't agree with my family life is none of your business because if I'm giving I can give you that information, but what can it's useless information? The only thing that you really can use with it is tends to be messy. So therefore, it it, me telling you how many kids I may have, if I'm married or single, or you know, where I'm from and all that, that's useless information that's not gonna help you elevate in this workplace. So why do I need to bring it up? That's what, again, that's your personal opinion. And I was speaking mine. I said, I don't believe in doing that, especially through experience and through watching it happen to other people.
0: How easy you are to work alongside. You can still be
1: easy working with without making friends.
0: Businesses, Businesses, corporations, these things are organisms, right? And the culture that you create within them is important to the people that work in them and who you promote and who you don't promote right, ultimately determines that culture and that organism that is the business or the corporation. And so you want people that are good communicators, personable, that, you know, care about the people that they work alongside
1: it's not your job to treat make people feel like family a hundred percent i get being respectful but there is a line that is drawn between your life and that person's life because when you clock out you're going this way they're going that way so therefore we're not living under the same roof Okay, if I left this job tomorrow, would you really even care that much? The likeliness of that is slim to none. So, therefore, you can still be respectful. You can still be friendly, but you don't have to push your personal business in I the workplace. Actually,
0: just business
1: see, and I have personal seen, don't even mix.
0: There's seen a reason people, they say that. I, just, I, I have seen people upset when... Someone moves on to another place because they enjoyed working alongside them. That's a reality that does. Yeah,
1: that's dumb, but it's not like this whole big old hierarchy or something where every time someone leaves, the employees are like feeling sad every single time. That's life. Like no one, some places you go, you're not meant to be there for a long time. like That's just life. But every person that you come in contact with is not going to go on the rest of your journey with you. That's an understanding that you have to have with yourself anyway, going out into the real world. Everyone, even people you grow up with, there's a lot of people you had to cut ties with because where you're trying to go, they simply cannot. So it has yeah. to be the same outlook when you're out here working amongst other people that are in competition with you. We're all trying to elevate. Most of us, anyway.
0: I hear you. I just think that your your personal preference is different than a, a lot of other people that's
1: things. you that's saying that. that is that but how i'm you, saying i can literally we can do
2: a poll and people will
1: tell you that it's not like it's uncommon it, in the workplace because it really is not like literally that's stuff that can
0: well, literally I just, be proven I, I i've taken classes upon classes on classes doesn't make a
1: okay? difference it, it's, it's people's leadership, personal leadership,
0: experience oh, we're, we're gonna move on because we're not going anywhere with i this.
1: know because every disagree. time you disagree you tend to do this thing where you make it as if i'm making mine the End all be it's not, it's a simple just, opinion. I, I know. I, I literally said that when I started talking, I said, I don't feel I didn't say the world, I said, I, yeah, that's what yeah. I said,
0: yeah, and I'm just pointing out that there's. People okay, that and that's all right. Mean, but I'm saying
1: it's not like there's not people who would feel the same way. This is stuff you can literally go and find out. Yeah, it's not uncommon in the, the times that, that we're in. Things that I'm trying, trying to know
0: are based off the experiences that I have.
1: Right, and okay, so then you just speak—that's personal experience, right? Yeah. And so what I just yeah. told you on my part—that was personal experience. So please tell me the difference. The difference is everyone has different. Your
0: they, personal experience is based off your preference.
1: No, it is not. I'm saying off my personal experience, work, just like you just I said. Would,
0: this is how I'd like to be treated when I go to work. And oh I'm saying. I literally how. just
1: said the same thing you said. You really didn't say anything different. I, I, I hope you sorry. heard what you said. But
0: Let, let's just let's go on to the next topic. I think we'll do better with that. All right. Waiting on the finish line or building a life with a man. Let's check it out
2: yeah i'm the guy to spend 115 000 on the way and that's me started off 18 19 of course at that time we young everything 50 50 right everything 50 50. once i decided that i wanted to start my entrepreneur journey when i was like 24 25 guess what it went more like 70 30 and she was 70. but just because a man he may be at 30 and she's 70 don't mean i ain't had that vision see more women to feel comfortable supporting if they had a man with a real vision just because i was at 30 didn't mean i wasn't a leader And she respected me still. See what I'm saying? So as we go along, I started my entrepreneur journey. Guess what? She took a job an hour and a half away. Right? I said, baby, listen. Handle your business. I got this right here. I'm coming to get you. Right? About a year later, I got us a house. I came and got her for a government job. I got us some benefits. And then it turned around. Now I'm 70 she's 30. The time we got married... We're 100 to nothing now. I got it. Because you was there, you stayed down, you believed in me, and now we're 100 to nothing because she was supportive of what I was doing. And she still respected me as a man. She didn't downgrade me when I wasn't, you know, doing my thing. And that's the problem with a lot of women today. Just because a man may not be up on his feet financially, they seem to down a man, but they they don't understand a man with vision, though.
0: All right, so women waiting at the finish line for a man that's accomplished or helping them build those accomplishments. Are we losing the the latter there? And are we gaining the former?
1: It just depends because, again, depends on who you're dealing with and if they can be trusted to wait for them to do that. Because through the past experiences, we've seen that happen too. That woman will be there supporting them, helping them to build. And then when they get where they're going, guess what they do? They drop them and go get somebody else. So, Yeah, you you have to be smart about that. But a lot of people uh, who tend to want you to be with them while they're at the bottom and they don't even have a vision. Some of them don't. They just want you to be there while they're at the bottom. They don't even know where they're trying to get to. Mm -hmm. That tends to make that a little. I I would suggest, no, if they don't have a vision and they're not already working at it. Then, yeah, yeah, there's a 50 50 probability there that either it's going to happen or it won't. And if you'll even be in the picture, so
2: I think yeah, we I mean, I wouldn't,
1: it. I don't think I'd tie a knot right away if they haven't even started on it. Because why get yourself trapped in a situation that you could tend to regret for trying to believe in people? Like, it's okay to do that, and you should when you get. When you're considering dating someone, but I think that's something you need to discuss before even getting in a relationship. That's why we have to know what their life goals are. Like, what are you trying to do and making sure that your life is going to fit mine and vice versa? Because if it's not, then there's no need to even do that because you might get yourself in a situation You think, okay, this is what I want to do. But then it turns out, eh, no, nah, it just didn't seem to pan out the way we discussed it. So it really just depends. Like I said, but a vision is important. You have to have that first before vision. you can do anything. But yeah. most of the times, it's hard to find people who even have such a vision or to even believe in the vision that you have. That's, that's because that I makes it sometimes. a lot different.
0: And, it, and I think we agree. The vision here has to be strong, right? And I think that that's what you're getting at. So i seen another video a while back that was a young aspiring doctor that was in his residency. And he obviously had spent a lot of time, energy, effort, discipline and everything to make it where he was because you don't get to residency without really working at it. But he was complaining that uh, he was not able to attract the quality of woman that he wanted because he was currently in this residency and he had a lot of student debt and that you know he um, currently wasn't making a lot of money. That's sort of the nature of a residency, um, and he was basically saying that women nowadays want you to be at the finish line. And they won't consider someone like a doctor, like a soon-to-be doctor. Uh, They want them to already be the doctor. And I thought that that was an interesting story because I felt like he has a strong vision and a strong working history to prove that he's going to get there one day. Right, He's going to get where he's going. Um, He just couldn't find a, a girl that was willing to kind of hunker down with them in the meantime and you know help them get across that line and I can speak to my own experience that I I, I think that women do tend to prefer men that are more accomplished over men that aren't but I would say I would say to the men like the doctor, That's frustrated, you know, that he can't seem to attract the kind of woman that he wants. I would just say to him that you'll be that doctor one day that you're complaining about. If you keep doing what you're doing, right, if you see the vision through without any help from anybody, you'll be in a much better position in the end. Because you'll be able to look back on it. You'll be able to say, well, nobody helped me accomplish this. Um, I did it on my own and you'll be that guy that you're complaining about that all the girls want, you'll be the doctor that, that made it across the finish line. That's making a bunch of money that, you know, is the hot shot or whatever. So I don't blame women for wanting a provider and wanting stability. I just don't, uh, personally, I, if I was a woman that needed, uh, a man when I was struggling and and was you know trying to accomplish things in my life I, I wouldn't have taken a gamble on me either right like in order for you to attract the kind of woman that you want you got you, you gotta make it across those those finish lines like you you gotta have something to offer as a man and as a man your job is to lead provide protect it's not just lead you can't just have a good idea. Right. But I do think that it can work the other way, too. I think it can be helpful. Uh, I think that if a woman, if it's in her heart to step in and help a guy when he's in the trenches and trying to make something of himself like like this story here, uh, I think that that's a good thing. And, you know, but but I would say this guy probably had a pretty good vision to begin with or else he wouldn't have been able uh, to get this girl to agree to do that.
1: Yeah, because that's usually the case a lot of times is it doesn't tend to work out like it seems once they get where they're going, their whole ego changes and they forget that, you know, who was there when you were down. So that's why. And a lot of women are becoming informed on that, like, you know, do I want to spend my time helping build someone else up so that they could potentially take all my hard work and go give it to someone else who wasn't even there? at all. They was nowhere in the picture, right? Versus someone who was willing to stand down because a lot of times now women are looking at it like, okay, if you're wanting marriage and all this, that and the third, well, what it what is what is it going to benefit me to do that? because yes, everything in the world is transactional. I mean, yeah, you cannot buy love, but love don't pay bills either. So Mm -hmm. that, I mean, it's just not enough. And then even the whole provide and protect is not the only thing that the man should do. Because again, that leaves out that whole thing about how to deal with emotions, intimacy, all that stuff. There's more that is on the list, but they tend to only focus on the first two and think that's enough. Like as long as you bring home a paycheck that makes it good enough. No, because you can literally like go do other things with someone who could just literally pay you for your time and you can keep it moving and there's no strings attached and she doesn't have to worry about it he doesn't have to worry about it for that matter so it's important yes for the vision and to explain like what is the vision like don't just tell me what you want to do tell me how you plan to obtain or accomplish it it.
0: how how can well i mean i would think it would be like Not only that, but you would want to sit down and you would want to say, here's how you can help me see this vision to life. And and then ask, what's your vision and how can I help you? Right. Like you're saying, it's transactional. That's very true. You know, I think that people fail to do the most basic things in relationships and sitting down and trying to figure out what goals you have that you Mm -hmm. want to achieve. And what goals I have and what I want to achieve and what shared goals we might have and what we want to achieve and figure out how we can work together to accomplish those things. Like that's basic 101, right? When you start feeling serious with someone, you should start pressing for that moment, right? You should start pressing for that moment to sit down and really outline goals. What's, what do you have to lose, right? Like if you're really getting serious with someone what do you have to lose by sitting down and just going through a list of goals? Like if it doesn't work out, it's not like the exercise was uh, a bad idea, right? It's not like you have anything to lose. So, you know, just sit down and say, where are we going to be at five years? Where do you want to be at five years from now? And you know, how can we help each other get there?
1: Yeah, Cause that's really all you can do. And if it doesn't, If they don't want to answer it, then that's your answer there. There's no point going further with that because I think asking someone what do they want out of life, especially when it pertains having a life partner and they don't want to answer that question, then that lets you know, like they're literally here for a good time and that's it, you know, and that's the thing because most people now are looking at getting to know someone like it's an interview. (laughs) They don't want to do, they don't want to go into that. And that's like what I said is why the relationship dynamic is failing because no one wants to really do the work anymore. And when it comes to aligning yourself with another person, they don't want to do that. It's literally this is what I want and that's it. I really don't care about what you're trying to do, but this is what I'm trying to do. So are you on board or not? And it's you have to include that other person. You cannot exclude them from it. And you guys are cohabitating under the same roof like you're together they have to be included, especially if they're going to help you with it. Like I can't just sit down and help you strategize, but then you leave me on the outs with anything right. that happens like that to me, it seems like, okay, now you're being shady. Like, come on now. So yeah, now I can't is, trust
0: you. Some of this is, is just about being a good person. And right. some of the things that you're bringing up, you know, guys that, that will have a girl, help them through some of the rougher moments in life to to get across the finish line and achieve some real good things with themselves who this then just turn around and leave the woman behind that's just a bad look on that guy that's just a bad person being a bad person you know at the same time sometimes things just don't work out it may not be because somebody's a bad person but but generally speaking, when you're talking about relationships, you you should, there shouldn't be an end in sight in your mind. Like if you're, if you're plan B in and plan C and in, in the back of your head, but you're just tag. you have this person that's sort of just around and they're convenient and they just, they help you through your day-to-day stuff. Like that's just wrong. It's just wrong. Don't, you don't do that.
1: Yeah. And then, too, I mean, look at Tia and her ex-husband. Who do you think is going to benefit out of the divorce? Literally. And she met this guy when he was homeless. And she married him anyway. Like, they got in a relationship and everything. And she was with him all that time. They had kids together and everything. But who do you think is going to benefit out of the divorce? He's not going to be paying her alimony. She's going to be paying him alimony. And she literally was supporting. He wanted to get into the acting world, too. And it didn't happen for him. Now, from what I heard, you know, he always, you know, would get little jobs here and there. Like, I think with acting and stuff like that, but it just never really stuck. Like most people still to this day don't know who he is. I mean, they know his name now because them, you know, uh, saying they're getting divorced was very recent, but who's going to benefit? She's not going to benefit and even the children aren't going to benefit, but he probably, she's going to end up paying him alimony, you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah, That's, it's just the way it goes sometimes. Yep, and it, that's it, why I said so you
1: have to be careful. Sometimes you have to think about it. Like is it worth the gamble or is it not?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you got to be really confident in the person that that you're planning a life with. Yep. And I think Bye. she was. I think she like
1: loved him for who he was. I think it just it just ended up not working for them. Um I don't know if he cheated, like she didn't say that. I don't know if you know if she hinted at that, but it just didn't work. But they were together, I think, over 10 years or so. Cause they have, I think, three kids. So and though, they're about, all the twins? Tia, Mauer, yeah, Tia Yeah, Tia The one that was on the TV show the game. Yeah. Her that sister. Because you know the other one, I think she's married to an Italian. Hmm. Yeah. But yeah, I so they're up, I don't
0: keep up on the twins, but but it, it sounds like You know, the the whole alimony thing, you know, I think generally people think that it's just men that pay alimony. That's so not true. So, so, so not true. In the event that a woman makes substantially more than the man, they're going to pay alimony, especially if that man stayed at home and was the caretaker of the children and this, that and the other. Like, I've seen it i've seen it women pay alimony it is Mm -hmm. truth
1: yep and on my side of the fence it's always mostly women who end up paying alimony yeah Yeah, they literally do and it's like i think it's even a fight to get the alimony because they're so used to but again like that's the thing that get if you get them used to a certain lifestyle they kind of actually are allowed to have the alimony it's not uncommon because they had a certain lifestyle for a certain period period of time Mm -hmm. like you now it's uprooted so that is why they do that thing with alimony. it's just california i really feel like they need to change that as long as you don't get married again you get out because there are people like literally um
0: Collect, collect multiple
1: alimony. Uh, uh vanessa bryant's mom still to this day has not gotten remarried just so her ex-husband is still paying her alimony oh, after man. all of these years
0: yeah I, I just think they need to to i wonder if there's anybody collecting multiple alimony's i guess you can't
1: multiple alimony yeah. are you talking about in california
0: well you're i guess I Guess you once you get married, you lose the alimony because you're married again, but
1: yeah, that's why what they said. As long Just as you let you go through that, yeah. as long as you don't get married again, they will have to pay you until the day they die. That's, and I think that's wrong,
0: that is wrong,
1: yeah. Like now, nah, after funny. five years, you done hopped in the sack with somebody, yeah, yeah. tell them to pay your bills. <laughs> I'm not doing it no more. That's why Mary J said, like, she is not worried about going out here and trying to find another partner. Like she said, she's loving herself now because the fact that like her husband milked her on that alimony, she's still paying that
0: man alimony. It's just crazy. Some people have so much money that paying alimony at the rates that they have to, they probably don't even miss it. They probably don't even miss it. It's like everybody. Yeah. Was, it depends on how much you're paying them. Well, it's like everybody was freaking out over Kanye having them to pay like $200,000 a month. To Kim in Child's Abort. And, you know, a lot of people defending Kanye saying, oh, that's messed up, this, that, and the other. And it's like, you realize he's not going to miss that money, right? Like, I realize she doesn't need it, but he's not going to miss it. Like... So, yeah,
1: well, and then, too, I think the reason they were being stupid about it and trying to make it like she was wrong for one alimony is because they were looking at how much money she had, like what her net worth is. And I'm like, you guys realize it is not necessarily for her. It's really for the kids. And it's not like it's going to make. Her, we got it, it wouldn't even matter, like it wasn't going to hurt her. But again, they were married, they were in the same house. Mm-hmm. Like people forgot that big old house she's living in, they built that house together, right? right. Literally, I remember when they wouldn't stop talking about that house. They were making that house a very big deal. But see, that too, like I said, in California, you know, you go and find all this land and you want to build these big, extravagant houses. One, it's very expensive. And then two, what happens if you guys get divorced? What are you going to like, call a oh, contract so sure. they can split this house in half? Because that's what I'm doing. I'm not going anywhere. I'm sorry. You get that side and I'm over here. This house yeah. is... They, what did they build? A $40 million freaking mansion? I have mansion no idea.
0: I don't pay yeah. that much attention to it. But... I did see the child support thing and i did think it was funny that so many people wanted to defend kanye when it's like i mean
1: he, he probably wanted to pay that much he probably, he probably offered did. To pay yeah.
0: and... he probably did because he's that dude you know and again i just think peace of mind is worth so much when it comes to children if you have a loving caring mother that gives you peace of mind you know that the children are taken care of, provided for, all that good lovey-dovey stuff. Man, you should pay that child support happily. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's not to
0: say that you shouldn't fight for time with your kids. You, I don't believe women should keep the children from their parents when they want to see them. I'm just saying, you know, generally speaking, that peace of mind is worth the price. Pay it. Yeah,
1: and then Kanye never did not want, like, he was fighting to have rights to the kids. I I even seen recently where he was going to the kids' basketball game, and at that particular time, I was like, you guys are literally, one minute you want to say the guy is bipolar or whatever, but then it's like you're purposely trying to get him to snap on you, like, literally, he had said, I am trying to get to my kids basketball game. And here you guys are with these cameras in his face. Mm-hmm. Asking him stupid questions. I'm like now nah, if he would have struck one of y'all. I wouldn't have been mad at that point. Like he, you guys know he loves his kids. They
0: yeah they go. They, he they...
1: loves his kids. So I will give him that. He loves his kids.
0: It, so, it, the paparazzi thing get, gets a little out of control. When the paparazzis. Start getting almost violent. To get in position to catch. Mm-hmm. I mean like come on. Now I get that they signed up the the celebrities signed up for it, right? They're public figures. This is what they wanted, so on and so forth. But there's a line there, man. Like you you got to give people personal space and dignity.
1: Yeah, cuz when they trained, they made that law with them. They didn't exactly uh they didn't exactly make it harsh, and that's the reason why the paparazzi gets out of control. But now I will say It's not like the Kardashians aren't the ones who pick up the phone and call TMZ because it's funny how TMZ finds them wherever they are. Like someone literally, you guys have them on speed dial. They're in your back pocket. I mean, we've seen that. And it's so noticeable because if you go out for some stupid salad, who in the world is following you to a salad bar? Nobody.
0: You want a salad.
1: I mean, I'm saying like, I'm sure you caught a, sh- a show of the Kardashians where they're out having dinner and then the camera keeps panning outside the window and there's like a hundred paparazzi out there. Yeah. Nobody, they didn't just stumble across you. You guys called and said, Hey, we're going to go eat broccoli. Right. Come take pictures. Well,
0: And then it's so, it's so crazy out there that, you know, they're networked to a point where. You know, there's whole probably whole paparazzi crews now that, that keep tabs on where these celebrities go at all times. You know, mm-hmm. almost like people working shifts. Like, you know, they checked Who in. Who's their- pay for a picture though? Like, they, they, you're talking five ten thousand dollars a shot if if it gets published by the right magazine or no, I'm not when you shop it
1: around to uh, these like TMZ here, like you catch That's a celebrity.
0: Yeah, it could like be out
1: cheating or something. They're at dinner with another chick. Like how much are they paying for that Oh, photo? That,
0: that would be that would be major bucks. But I'm just yeah. saying generally there are a lot of outfits. TMZ is what I, I would consider a online magazine because mm-hmm. we don't really have magazines anymore. But the traditional magazine companies are what created the paparazzi. Because they needed photos to publish in the magazine. So for their wives. <laughs> They would they would pay hefty fees for photographs that nobody else had of celebrities, which created a demand for these photos and then upspurred this whole industry out there where where paparazzis know that they can get five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars for the right shot. Sometimes they're taking pictures that they don't ever sell though. Because you know, there's other people that have the same shot that have no better ones. one. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, it's a gamble. It's like they're a competing gamble. with. Uh,
1: Everybody else that has a smart like, well, if we would to have smartphones, paparazzi would still be like well paid because they would be everywhere. Like they would be going out wherever there's gonna in a big city where there's gonna be a concert. You know they're getting a ticket so they right. can be there to catch them when they're leaving. But now that everybody, I mean, you go, you can't even go to a concert now. I, every right. time you see a clip on Instagram or Facebook at a concert, all you see is a bunch of phones in the air. It's so non-organic. That's why wow. I'm like, I don't care to go to concerts because. Wow you're gonna see it on instagram right (laughs) you're gonna see it on instagram unless they're gonna be like how they did with Quavo's funeral and they literally locked everyone's phones up in like little cases or whatever while they entered the building which I don't understand why they don't do that at these concerts like Beyonce claims you can't have cell phones but every freaking time it's on instagram someone caught a video somewhere even when she got her hair caught in the fan someone got that (laughs) <laughs> I mean that was kind of funny but I don't know but I mean she kept going so I had to give her respect she kept going while her hair was up in that fan
0: but yeah, yeah. alright well I think we 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 were hour and 15 minutes in I think it's been a pretty good show appreciate y'all for watching don't forget that if you miss us on Sunday night you can catch us Monday morning on Spotify we've got a TikTok and YouTube that you can go and follow Uh, if you want to see highlights of these episodes. Uh, As always, we'll be back here next Sunday night at 8 (music) o'clock.